Heroes Not Included is a serialized story podcast featuring actual play of Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition from Wizards of the Coast. Wizards of the Coast own their respective trademarks, copyrights, and related materials. A special thanks to all the great people at Wizards of the Coast for all their hard work creating wonderful games for us to play. Previously on Heroes Not Included. So we finished the ridiculous fight to... The awesome Wizards of the Coast sponsored fight that was awesome. Very awesome. So uh, after finishing that fight, we conveniently hightailed it back to the uh, inn to have some drinks and to rest and to also escape the Harmonian's questions as we shouldn't be fighting in Sigil. Oh yeah, and you saw the lady. Oh yes. <laughs> Which should have sliced your brain open. It, well, he's the master of time and space now, for sure. Because how many people can say they saw the lady? Okay, so we go back to the tavern. We drink, we eat. Yes, we took Zarekook along with us. And we asked him about portals a little bit. And he's like, well, I'm not really sure. But strange enough, someone by the name of Sorcerer Lore- Loviath. Loviath. Kind of an apprentice to Zarekook for a bit. Or at least asking him a bunch of questions. Those questions got darker and darker, I guess. So we said, oh, that's interesting. Uh, Where did you last see her? It was in Plaguemort, which is right on the edge of the abyss. The abyss is taking it over currently. So we asked, okay, well, how do we get there? We learned it was in the Hall of Records. Erok sighed very heavily because he certainly did not want to go back in there. Heroes not included. Shall we begin the adventure? Yes. Provisions. Yeah. Must we get any provisions? Do we have any money? I've got like uh I've got a bunch of money if we exchange some I have a bunch of money to exchange. I as just well. I wish I could know what this magical lump of metal I have is. You gotta take it to a smithy. It could be worth a lot of money, maybe. Don't you want to affix it to your hammer, or do you want to just roll the dice? Well, that... I need to go to the thing to fix my hammer. I'm talking about the thing that was given to me in... Carcery. Carcery. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, so your little ingot. My little ingot. Did we ever find out what our pendants were? Mm-hmm. I begin to cast Detect Magic as a ritual. On uh, your pendants? Yes. You, you notice that it's going to require attunement really understand what it is. Okay. You suspect that Aspen's is the same. Well, I plop down right in the middle of where we're at, and I begin to attune All right. to the pendant. I guess we're having a little sit-down, so... Okay, you do the same? Yep. All right. I think you acts kind of like a kid, right? I, I gather up. <laughs> and you <laughs> cast the detect magic on your ingot? Yeah, if everyone else is doing it. <laughs> Run with the crowd. Yep. It's definitely magical. Cool. Yeah, I mean, you will need to attune to the ingot to fully understand what it is. Okay, I'll sit and stroke my ingot. Okay. <laughs> then gather up some razor vine with gloves on. With gloves, very carefully. All right, an hour passes. You've gathered some uh, razor vine and very carefully put it in your bag of holding. Mm-hmm. Careful not to slice yourself open. Yep. 
always a good thing to do. Or the bottom of the bag holding. Right? Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> in the case of Aspen and Erock, your necklaces, your pendants, are necklaces of adaptation. Oh. While wearing this necklace, you can breathe normally in any environment, and you have advantage on saving throws made against harmful gases and vapors. Mm. Such as cloud kill and stinking cloud effects, inhaled poisons, and the breath weapons of some dragons. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Baron, in your case, your ingot is an ingot of the scold rune. This appears to be a simple ingot of iron ore, about a foot long and a few inches across. Inspection of its surface reveals the faint silvery outline of the shield rune. The ingot has the following properties, which work while it's on your person, once you're attuned to it. Mm-hmm. First, you have a plus one bonus to AC. Ooh. Second, as a bonus action, choose a creature that you can see within 30 feet of you, other than yourself. Until the end of your next turn, any damage that target takes is reduced to one, but you take half the damage prevented this way. Oh. The damage you take can't be reduced in any way, once you use this property, you can't use it again until you finish a short or long rest. You also have the ability to transfer the ingot's magic to a non-magical item, a shield or a two-handed weapon. <clears throat> By tracing the rune there with your finger, the transfer takes eight hours of work that requires the two items to be within five feet of each other. At the end, the ingot is destroyed and the rune appears in silver on the chosen item, which grants a benefit depending on whether it's a shield or a weapon. So as long as it's on your person, you get a plus one to AC, and you get the effect Shield Bond. Yeah, Do you want to uh, go oh. to a blacksmith, though, and get yeah, your... Yeah, yeah. Uh, I need to go find someone to put that thing on. Rune effect? I keep, I keep putting it off, because in my mind, i got to find someone special. Or is this the kind of thing someone in just civil is going to know how to do? Someone in civil would probably know how to do it. You also know that when you travel to Dwarven Mountain, which is the sort of the neutral, mm-hmm. where neutral dwarves go, as opposed to Celesta that the uh, portal exits right in the middle of a blacksmith's shop. Yeah. Where there is a dwarf working. Do we have time for that? Yeah. Yeah, we have to have... It's important to have you able to do stuff, so... Alright, so yeah, I, I, uh... I come to that conclusion. Okay. And I head off to the place where the barrel was. It was right behind... Another blacksmith shop. Another blacksmith shop. And the the guy in the blacksmith basically just sold the little hammers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because he probably just knew that his business of being a blacksmith turned out to be... Here you go. Yeah. (laughs) So I head there as quick Mm -hmm. as possible. Post-haste. I hop in there and say, Hey, I need one of those uh, tiny hammers. Right. He puts one down. Five copper. And I, yeah, I can give him about five copper. They don't have, see if he doesn't notice that they don't have, uh, sigil markings on them. And then, uh, uh, say, uh, you guys want to come off? Yeah. Um, and then I smash the hammer into the, into the... Top of that barrel? Top of that barrel. Sure enough, the portal opens up. And we end up there. Yeah. And I remember we popped into, a another blacksmith shop. Yep. And is there a gentleman there? You do, in fact, see a dwarf there, and he seems to be working on uh, what looks like uh, an axe head. Oh. I say, uh, hey, brother, you got time to do do me a solid? He kind of looks at you, and he goes, ugh, well, that depends. And so I pull out that that, uh, little rune, I Mm -hmm. do that thing where you, and hand it over to him. Okay. 
and say, I think you might know what this is. Kind of picks it up and he looks at it and he goes, Oh, yeah, uh, I've seen these before. And then I pull out Nindir uh-huh. and I say, Hey, be careful, she's my baby. And you pull out Nindir and he kind of looks at, you know, your, You're gonna be so your hammer and he goes, Oh, well, why would you want to go and affix some sort of elven filth to it? <laughs> because she just doesn't swing so great in those crappy planes. Oh, well, don't go. You know, duty. <laughs> oh, if Moradin's power can't get you there, then I wouldn't go. Why go beyond where Moradin is? To, to get in his good graces, for sure. Well, that seems like a waste of energy. Oh. All right, it's your hammer. But yeah, you can put the elf rune down. Put down, face down. It's fine. He uh, unwraps the wrapping off the end of the hammer. Hmm. Sticks the end of the handle into the forge. He starts heating it up. Pulls it out. Sticks the rune in. Pulls that out. Begins going through the process of kind of forge welding it onto the bottom of the hammer. You notice that uh, he is quite skilled at what he does. Most likely, if he wasn't uh, in his life, in death, he has he's definitely acquired enough skill to be easily one of the premier clan crafters. Does the hammer sing? His hammer. It it doesn't sing in the way you're you're used to hearing okay. hammers sing. The sound is muted. Hmm. But within about uh, a couple hours, he has it affixed. He is re-wrapping the handle. He hands the hammer back to you and says, "Right, that'll be uh, one cask of ale." One cask of ale. Well, I know you gave one cask of ale to your tour guide last time you were here. Mm-hmm. I said, uh, I might have to just buy you one indirectly. <laughs> then I just put a hundred gold on the table. Okay. You put the hundred gold down on the table. and A hundred sigil gold? He picks up a couple of the pieces and kind of bites them. Well, I suppose that'll do. Puts his hand and drops the gold into a pocket on his belt. Okay. Well... Is there anything else? Throw the hammer around. Feel nice and balanced. Yeah, it feels pretty balanced. You know, it didn't really add that much weight. I say, ah, fair work. And then, um, how do I get back to Sigil? Sigil again? No. You want to go there, huh? He looks around through some rubbish, and he finds an old little hammer. <laughs> and he picks up, and he just chucks it at the wall. Yeah. And you see, as it comes in contact with the wall, this door kind of goes, bloop. I give him a, a salute, <laughs> and then I just dive through the, through the door. Okay. We follow. Okay. You find yourself squeezing up and out of the top of this um, barrel. Aspen with ease, Baron with less ease, and Erock with a, a significant degree of challenge. <laughs> so I start doing that thing again where I'm, I'm <laughs> just throwing it down alleys and saying, all right, there and in deer, how you... Feeling. Oh, I don't like it. <laughs> it's not natural. No, it's elven witchcraft. But it's just for it's just for temporary. This is all right, as long as you take it off before we make it to Celesta. Oh yes, that'd be just terrific. 
Cool. Just don't look at me. <laughs> don't look at me. <laughs> I'm ugly. No, you're beautiful. You're glowing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get it over with. Yeah. So you gathered the razor wire? Yeah, here you go. Oh, the one? Yeah, just yeah, hold it in those gauntlets, please. Yep. <laughs> I summon my mage hand. Oh. Do you, how, how does it, do you just like pull it out of your pocket again? Yeah. Well, he showed that he had the razor wire in his bag of holding. Oh. Yeah, I, I hold it out. Hand it to the mage hand and let, let's go portland. You got some extra? Oh, yeah, yeah, I got like tons of, tons. Well, I mean, not literal tons. Okay. I picked a lot. All right. You weren't sure how much you needed, and then you found it strangely, strangely satisfying. Yeah, at one point I was just like, it's like weeding, you know, you just can't stop. <laughs> just start, you know? That cottage looks so much better, though. It's going to sell for... <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. Uh, so we head to the Hall of Records. Indeed. Now, my guess is, the way these portals work, that many people seem to be have this sort of, like, yeah, people sometimes people come to my blacksmith shop and they just don't want any blacksmithing. They just want this portal key. Mm-hmm. So my hope is that we can go in the Hall of Records and find someone and be like, Razor Vine, they're like, come on. Yeah, it will probably most likely be something of that nature. You gotta get your visitor's pass from the desk. I know. After we, but, get, after we fill out a proper 2049 stroke Z or whatever. But you, but you do have to uh, wait in line. Mm-hmm. Sure enough, uh, you uh, make your way into the foyer of the Hall of Records... And much to Erock's irritation, there is a long queue. Yes. We have time now. Uh, I cast Minor Illusion on my face okay. to make it look like I'm happy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Erock? Right. Yeah, he knows that Erock looks strangely and in a rather unsettling way, rather pleased. Now with a new special ingredient. Smile. I enjoy this so much. Yeah. Yes, wow. <laughs> I really think you've come around. Yes, I have. It takes about six hours. Uh, wow, they are really hammering. This is just... <laughs> this is just... <laughs> they're blowing right through this. They sure are, Baron. Amazing progress. Sometimes you just trust the system, you're right. Yep. The system is saving us. <laughs> All hail good. the system. Yeah, good chat. I really feel like <laughs> I really feel like today we, we broke some barriers. We did. I can see the world through your eyes now, Baron. And it's glorious. Why do you have a beard on the back of your head? <laughs> What's that? Am I talking to the back of you? <laughs> face yeah, the face stuff. just only <laughs> the, the illusion only faces Baron all times. <laughs> no matter in my hair, like it just moves around and in wherever, front of my wherever hair. Baron is, that's where the happy face is. <laughs> has Baron figured out that Erock has the ability to move his head in a three hundred and sixty <laughs> degree rate? No, I don't question anything I see on Erock. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like I just accept what it is. Part owl, apparently. <laughs> I also summoned Archimedes and okay. told him not to leave my shoulder. Okay. And I said, enjoy sigil. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, Archimedes uh, finds it all very fascinating. But yeah, after about <laughs> six... I talked to Archimedes the whole time. Don't talk to him. <laughs> he is to remain silent. <laughs> He's been a bad, bad bird. <laughs> after about six hours, you finally make her way up to a desk, a reception desk. And there is 
uh, a goblinoid of some kind behind the desk. And uh, you walk up to the desk. And... Oh. I lean in, and I pull out the piece of ra- razor vine. Pulls out something. Pulls out a piece of paper and stamp, 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 and hands you the piece of paper. Good work. And he looks at you and goes, "That's the same." Pulls out two more pieces of paper. Stamp, 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 and hands one to you, Erock, and hands one to you, Aspen. Over there. And kind of points behind him towards the double doors. Yeah, yeah. Head right into those double doors. I walk. This is what breezing through this. In the way that you would walk in the department store as a child with your mom. <laughs> Oh, or at dad. the DMV. Or the DMV. Where you kind of drag yeah, I'm your holding it by his hand. <laughs> it's just completely dead, dead weight. Just, Come on, let's go. Uh, <laughs> he's gone limp. Uh, once again, you, you make your way uh, through that into the uh, central chamber there behind the double doors that open up to the foyer, to the grand chamber. And again, to your delight, Baron, you see people um, orderly going about their business, carrying papers to and fro, people waiting on... You know, on the seats to get their number called or to go there to do this. Uh, you look on the little ticket and you see one of the stamps says TX. Another stamp says P. And the last stamp says RV. Hmm. You look at all the signs and you see that there is a sign that says taxation. Mm-hmm. And it's towards the back of the main hall past the spiral grand staircase. Didn't we need somebody to escort us into there? Maybe they simplified the process and we just have to fill out paperwork now. That could be. There might be somebody at a desk who does they're, the escort. They're almost always looking for ways to improve things. How beautiful. <laughs> uh, I walk in that direction. Yeah, sorry, yep. heading towards the taxation. You make your way back there and you, you see that there is a rather plain, nondescript wooden door. And on it, on gold lettering, you see in a variety of languages it says, Taxes. You open the door to find that there is a, a mini waiting room and uh, several windowed stall sorts of places where you see people sitting. It looks as though there are several people already up at the windows talking to the staff. There is a window open. Um, yeah, I, I step on up to that window. Okay, you step up to the window. Who's and on the other side of that window? On the other side of that window, you see a very large, very large goblinoid wearing lipstick and pearls. No, nobody here does. Nobody here does. No one I hand over my paperwork. Yeah, I, I take well, all three papers and I put okay. them down. I put razor vine on top of each one and I... Okay. <laughs> Pushes the razor vine back at you, picks up the three pieces of paper, writes a few things on it, stamp, 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 pulls out a uh, piece of paper with a, a form, mm-hmm. a bunch of lines on it, a bunch of things to fill in. Alright, I reach in my bag of holding and I pull out glasses. Puts a quill down in front of you. And I get down and I look. What kinds of questions are being asked upon the form? The things that, you know, you would expect. Uh, where are you from? Why do you wish to go to Plague Mart? Oh, I remember some of this from that previous form. Yeah. Why do you wish to go to Plague Mort? Are you bringing with you to Plague Mort any fruits? Are there anything you wish to declare? Do you plan on bringing anything back from Plague Mort? What might that be? How long do you plan on staying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you uh, begin filling out the form, Baron. Okay. And thankfully, you notice that there is only three shades of red. A wine. Uh-huh. 
a uh, blood red, uh-huh. and a crimson. Excellent. Yes. <laughs> you make sure to fill out each of them identically. I fill out mine and he rocks. Okay. He's asleep, so... Do you just kind of make up answers to the questions for E-Rock? Like... Oh, yeah, totally. All right. Uh, Baron, I assume you collect all of the forms? Yep. I give him a proof. Okay. Everything seems to be in order. You are surprised that Aspen has put down that E-Rock's middle name is Wilbur. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I, thought I, I thought... Yeah, I thought I knew that. Yeah, I'm Wilbur. asleep. Oh, you right. just see a smile face. <laughs> so it's Wilbur. <laughs> I'll take that as a yes. Um, yeah, yes. you hear him snoring, but he's smiling and looking at you. <laughs> he's good. Yeah, he's just got uh, indigestion. <laughs> and I go back to the lady, and I'm like, give her big old pearlies. And the goblinoid picks them all up. Oh. He starts kind of going through them. <laughs> And he kind of rocks back and forth and rocks himself up out of the chair. And you notice when he stands up that he's like eight feet tall. <laughs> and he kind of he walks his way around the desk to a side door, and uh, he opens it up and he starts walking through it. Okay, I, I lock step behind him. Okay, going into this room, Baron, you are pleased to see that there are row upon row upon row upon row of filing cabinets. Oh man, a place for everything. And at the end, you see a huge door made of metal. Mm-hmm. And he walks up to the door, and he turns, the, this huge goblinoid walks up to the door, turns and looks at the three of you, and, and points at the door. I pull out one of the, the razor vines, and mm-hmm. flick it at the door. You flick, the, mm-hmm. you flick it at the door, and as soon as it hits the door, the door kind of goes... And you see beyond it, you see this gnarled... Razor vine ridden, decrepit wall. A city covered in black smog just beyond it. And a wrought iron sort of archway over the road that looks mangled and twisted that you can just barely make out the words Plague Mort. And I, uh, I stick my thumb at it and I say, Plague Mort to the goblinoid. Uh, then I go walk through the portal. Mm-hmm. Do you drag me through Aspen? Or I do. Do you wake me up finally? Do you wake him up? I mean, I'm, I assume that going through the portal will wake you up. Probably, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, um, you are awoken by an unpleasant, squeezing, cold rush of wind that quickly turns to a sooty sort of smoky air. If you're enjoying this Heroes Not Included episode, you can follow us on Twitter at HNI underscore podcast for the latest news and show updates. Also, please consider becoming a patron. Our patrons not only help us keep the lights on, they also gain special behind-the-screen access, including patron-only podcast, videos, and more. To become a patron, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash heroes not included. As you stand there looking at this gate into Plaguemore, you can see beyond this silver steel keep kind of rising above the shanties and the shacks and the oddly shaped, chaotically built buildings. 
And he knows that this huge arched gate towers over the city by hundreds of feet. As you're looking at it, you see it slowly grow. Ugh. Slowly we need to grow. find this lady. Okay. Yes, we do. We should head to the market. Yeah. Yep. As you make your way up to the wrought iron gate and you walk through, you see these humanoids. Look as though that it looks as though a human has a tanari growing out of it. Ugh. In odd places. Gross. Standing there with halberds and spikes and swords. They're kind of gathered around either side of the road, just on the other side of this wrought iron gate. And as you walk through, you see them all kind of look at you, and some of them sniff you, and some of them kind of... (laughs) Snort, growl, and cackle under their breath. Immediately you can tell that things here are not really built in any sort of way around organization or the rule of law. Stuff is built in just seems like wherever someone wanted to put something up, they put something up. Mm -hmm. Trash and refuse and waste are just scattered about in random piles here and there. Wherever someone was done, they just threw it down or it was time to clean out the waste, they just dumped the waste. It is a town of filth. And everywhere you look, whenever you see someone, you get the sense that they are looking at you like someone might look at a mark, sizing you up. Um, Glad we get to go ask for help. (laughs) Do we want to be, like, walking around here like this? I don't think Baron would change his appearance. I don't feel threatened. (laughs) I think at this point it doesn't matter, right? Alright. Yeah, you you all three are the cleanest things that you can see. Baron in his plate mail is particularly shiny and reflective. <laughs> this morning I just gave it an extra coat of carnubas. <laughs> Dry and dusty. It reminds you very much of when you visited the first layer of the abyss to deliver that letter. You see over in the corner, you see creatures fighting each other. You see over here, creatures gambling. If we get to the market, I start just looking for somebody who is standing around as if they're the right person. Like, they're, they're the person who would... They're not engaged in, like, a fight, like you said. No, someone who is, is looking on. As you make your way up to the market, you notice that the market is a generous term. It looks more akin to kind of a, a chaotic melee. There are stalls, there are tents, there are little boxes in which people have put things. Sort of raggedy and you know, haphazardly built. You, you notice that in terms of buying and selling, the buying and selling that is going on it seems to be happening in a very peculiar way to what you're used to. You know, some people are just walking up and taking things, hmm. uh, which result in fights. And you see that uh, if the merchant wins, then they take the thing back, usually ending in the death of the person. In other cases, you see money exchanging hands. In other cases, you see other things exchanging hands. Pretty much anything that is vile and horrible for sale and on display. You see heads and body parts and creatures and nasty looking swords and weapons and shields and amulets that have withered hands on ropes and feet and 
it is wholly and completely uh, revolting. In terms of who you're looking for, Baron, you do see a Burke kind of standing off to the side, and you see every once in a while someone walk up to him. Oh, what am I seeing uh, other than mutant human Tanari? Uh, you see mostly tieflings. You see a lot of humans. Uh, but those sort of mutated humanoid, they seem to be walking around the market. But you notice that they're not so much walking around the market to keep crime from happening. It seems as though they're more walking around the market to encourage crime to happen. But you do see one uh, tiefling standing off to the side, and it seems as though people come up to the tiefling. There seems to be some sort of exchange, and then they go about their business. Information broker. You should check them out. Yes. Checking the spells, see if I have it. It's called Enhance uh, I slap there my staff on the ground and cast Mage Armor. Okay. You're like, all right, look, this is... <laughs> We're just not taking any <laughs> any chances here. I offer a small prayer to enhance my abilities. Okay. And I enhance with an owl's wisdom, giving me advantage on wisdom's check. Okay. Checks. Excellent. Uh, I go up to the person. Mm-hmm. As you walk up, he kind of looks the three of you up and down. I look at him and say, I'm looking to buy information. Well, you've come to the right place. Marquis always has information for sale. Marky? This is a tiefling. A tiefling who looks as though they have seen better days. I say, you look as though you've seen better days. <laughs> and you look as though you could use a few of the days that I've seen. This guy's so good. <laughs> so I cut in on Baron and I say, uh, we're actually looking for somebody. Another another tiefling named Lovius. And what do you want with this? The same thing we want from you, information, but I think she has this particular piece we need. What's it worth? I look around. I don't know. Based on what I'm seeing here, a gold piece? <laughs> Two gold pieces. No. Going rate and sigil for this information is about a hundred. I don't want gold. Oh. Oh. I reach into my pouch and go, how about a little bag of sand? <laughs> <laughs> I also have a barrel of yak kush. This town looks pretty boring. I mean, nice. or part of the barrel. I usually sell it by the gram. We can use it together. <laughs> Last time it ended in much bloodshed and nakedness. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you folk are into that. <laughs> I want information. Oh, information trade. Well, that's this sounds darn like uh, friendly. What you need, buddy? How might one have your soul? Well, you know... Usually it's through <laughs> prayer, isn't it? I don't know. I thought you meet someone and, like, find you just like them more than other people, and then at some point you realize that you just want to be together forever, and then you hug, kind of, and, like, a baby comes out. <laughs> 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 That's how I'd always imagined it happening, but, you know, these days I'm so busy saving the world that I just can't find that time. <laughs> you hug. <laughs> Bring me. It's like a sneeze, but better. <laughs> 
a useful piece of information to trade, and I will oblige you. It won't be useful. What do we know? We know As you're standing there trying to figure that out, you notice walking through the gate four of these. Whoa! Is that a cambion? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But you see four of them kind of walk through the gate and they kind of... I use disguise self looking around myself to look mm-hmm. like... Uh, and they begin making their way down the main way. A dirty dwarf. Like the rest of these guys. So a dwarf, but like a dwarf that lives in Plagmort. Yeah. Okay. I also press digitate some dirt on Erok because I figure he'd like that. I might cheer him up a little bit. <laughs> yep. I don't touch Baron. Cause... And you can tell that uh, that the hounds aren't all that pleased to see them. And they kind of eye each other. But they other look, I mean, they look fairly sharp, right? I mean, Size each other up. Because those guys are lawful, right? They're like the crappy 80s businessmen of, of hell. <laughs> Slick back hair. <laughs> well, you know, maybe E-Rock could make a check and find out whether or not he knows anything about them. I mean, you all three see them. They all four kind of walk in, and you see the hounds kind of growl at them. And you see, they kind of look at the hounds like, bring it. When I say sharp, I just mean they look much more put together. Like in, Oh, yeah. They're I mean, all, look they look all business, right? I mean, yeah. look at that. So I got a 21 mm-hmm. Arcana because E-Rock made a face. They, you know, <laughs> they are put together. They are definitely armored. Mm-hmm. You know, I got 11, so. Yes, you know these Cambians to be wicked and perverse. They serve... Uh, oftentimes as kind of carrying out the will of a, a prominent archdevil or, or demon lord, depending on how they came into existence. So they they can, are lawful. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's, there, is a, there is a chaotic evil version of them, and there is a lawful version of them. This is the lawful evil version of them. Yeah, they are uh, uh, a nasty piece to work. So I whisper to the guys, they don't belong here. <laughs> it looks like it. Should we... F- Follow them? Maybe they're going towards this warlock that we're chasing. Oh, wow, you look really... Were you always a dwarf? <laughs> you look great. No, I just didn't you want look to really be good. Yeah. You look really good. You've right really now. been doing I mean, good things. There's like, whatever that dirt, is. Huh? But you could just wipe that away. No biggie. No, I, whatever you've been eating. I'm trying to blend in here. It's kind a, of. Blend in? I kind of, uh, <laughs> I, I'm watching these, these cambians. I'm guessing yep. they're, they're far enough away to sort of make their way through the market. They're, well, they're, they're making their way down kind of the main drag, if you will, mm-hmm. towards the market. And you see as they're walking, they're specifically looking in through windows, looking indoors as they pass, looking up and down streets that they pass, alleyways. Four of them are clearly looking for someone or something. What if they're looking for us? I know, that's why I'm trying to hide. We should hide. So, yeah. How are you hiding? Hey, Marky. By looking... Like I belong here. As what do you make of this? He turns and looks and says, This can't be good. I cast a sky self on myself again, and now I'm a tiefling. He goes, <laughs> It's a short tiefling. <laughs> I'm a very short tiefling. <laughs> he goes, Foul creatures. Yeah, foul. I, I, I thought these things were right up your alley. Tieflings and. Foul. Creatures, they've come here spreading their filth. Well, I mean, to be fair, fair amount of, I mean, how would you know? There's filth everywhere. It's got a point. You can see it. You can smell it. 
We are bound for greatness. Look, watch the gate grow. Their presence here will only hinder that. They don't belong. And then he stops for a second and he kind of looks at the three of you, who obviously don't belong. Mm -hmm. Looks at them again and goes, could be something here worth knowing. Mm. Kind of steps back from you guys and kind of begins walking towards them. We should skidoo. <laughs> Skedaddle? Mm, whatever. Yeah, we skidoo. I cast grease under him. <laughs> As he goes to walk towards them. <laughs> Yoink! <laughs> okay, you cast grease on him. That's a DC 18, right? Yep, Dex. Jeez. <laughs> Well, he falls on his butt. I then cast Minor Illusion mm-hmm. to form a box over him. Okay. Blink, mm-hmm. And uh, I go, let's get out of here. <laughs> you, uh, are you going to, like, run, or are you just going to try and hide behind, you know, some I of the I think there's so, much, there's so much clutter here that it shouldn't yeah, be there's too There's plenty hard. of places to hide. Yep. Okay, yeah, I, I definitely get behind some clutter just so I can have like, a clear view and watch these guys do their thing. Okay, I say, I'll say that you find uh, enough rubbish and haphazardly thrown together stalls or whatever mm-hmm. to provide three quarters cover. Okay. Well, and I ha- also have minor illusion too, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, and you just uh, kind of blend it in and looking like a tiefling. Mm-hmm. And you see, uh, you know, they begin to approach the market, you know, and they're kind of looking and looking and they kind of look down and kind of walk around the box. Someone spilled their grease box. <laughs> their greasy box. Right this place is disgusting. Spreading their filth everywhere. <laughs> so why don't everyone give me a stealth check so I can uh, see how they stack up here. 22. 19. 20. Well, they definitely spot you, Baron. Oh. You see, as they're walking, they stop and they look and they see you and they make eye contact with you and you see the one kind of in the lead of these four look at you and go. Yeah, I, I give them that. Yeah. <laughs> the head nod. <laughs> I tell you that. You get you get a nod of we I see you I know who you are mm-hmm. and I'm acknowledging that I want you to know that I see you yeah yeah, yeah good and then you see that they continue to walk past you thank you for listening to heroes not included if you enjoyed this episode please take a moment to rate and review us we'd love to hear from you You can find all our episodes on Podbean and on our website at heroesnotincluded.com. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe today using your favorite podcast app. Also, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash heroesnotincluded. And finally, our podcast is supported by Josh Heddle, Allison McManus, Shane Fetters, Jake McNinch, Amy Trout, and Matt Mitten, along with all our awesome patrons. To become a patron and gain access to our special patron-only podcast, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash heroes not included. Until next time, be the hero.